Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z, the ultimate guide for real estate investors. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. We cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments. Tune in every week for experts' insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true. And in today's episode, I will be talking about a few different things that have been happening, mostly what has been hitting the news lately. And I will also review a couple of different things that I have learned over the last few weeks. Here we go. Well, the first thing that I have learned over the last few weeks is that there is a certain clause in loan documents nowadays that some banks are putting in their lending documents that is called a cognovit clause. And according to the person that I learned this from, it gives them the right to skip the judicial process and the bank can basically take your property back at any time and it waives all due process rights. It is currently apparently allowed in 17 states and I also did a quick Google search. So a cognovit is a type of confession of judgment. It refers to the acknowledgement or confession made by a defendant that the plaintiff's cause is legitimate and it permits judgment to be entered without a trial for the purpose of saving costs. I'm looking for a very solid attorney that is an expert in loan documents. I would like to interview them and talk about some red flags to look for in loan documents because these things can be extremely dangerous and you all need to be negotiating with your banks and aware that they are out there. Moving on to all these Ponzi schemes that are coming out and surfacing. It feels like it's one a day lately. As Warren Buffett famously said, only when the tide goes out do you learn who has been swimming naked. The tide is out right now and we are starting to see these naked swimmers. And the, the positive is that these people come to surface and then they're gone. However, it basically means that they have been around us all along and I'm just personally shocked at how these people think that they can get away with things into eternity and not face consequences. It's all fun and games when your Ponzi scheme is working, however, this has real consequences. I'm just going to talk about the latest three of them that I'm aware of. Real estate developer Robert Matthews has been sentenced to over five years in prison for multi-million dollar frauds spanning multiple states, including Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Florida. He faced charges related to scams that caused losses of over $30 million to banks and investors with activities that were dating back to 2007. And these activities involved resort hotel projects in different states. He also raised funds under a State Department visa program enticing foreign nationals to invest in U.S. development projects. And now he's going to go to jail. 
Another person that is going to jail is real estate investor Sean Tishu, also known as Sean Ryan. He was sentenced to six and a half years in prison for fraud involving a $3 million investment and bankruptcy. He was the mastermind behind a substantial real estate investment fraud scheme between 2015 and 2021. He made several fraudulent representations to potential investors from several different countries. And in order to maintain a continuous flow of funds, he provided investors with fabricated documents, including fake deeds, forged wiring instructions, fake bank statements, and fake inspection reports. It's, yeah, I'm, I continue to be mind blown by all of these things. This is not to say, guys, that we don't make mistakes. I know I will make a mistake, many mistakes in my career. However, this is actual fraud. People go through things, you, you make mistakes, you, you deal with them. You reach out to your network, you try to fix them. And this is just part of any organization, not only real estate investment, but also corporations, startups. We're all trying to fix something at a certain point in time. However, when you're purposefully doing these things, that's a very different story. And there's another one that is currently being investigated, and I actually have met this person before. This was a carbon capture Ponzi scheme, promising returns of about 40% yearly. And they have raised anywhere between 150 to 250 million dollars, and it turned out to be a very likely Ponzi scheme. It's all being investigated right now, of course. So this was basically a huge tax break for investors because of the carbon capture component. And also they were returning these huge returns yearly. And what I believe happened on this situation was that they, they thought they were going to get something patented. The patent probably kept getting delayed and they started making distributions and things just kept snowballing and snowballing and they started lying about having contracts with Exxon and it finally came to fruition that it eventually comes it comes to bite you i'm pretty sure people are going to go to jail for this one what i really want to recommend all of you guys to watch is the made off documentary on Netflix. It is just mind-blowing because it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And when you think that all of the bad things are over, there are more things happening. Even though these investors are the victims themselves, at least in the Madoff example, because these investors were getting the distributions and that distribution was not legitimate, they had to return even the distributions back so that whoever was managing the debacle had to return people's money accordingly as much as they could have saved. Not only that, if you are getting tax benefits out of these things, you very likely have to redo your taxes and you may need to pay a penalty for not paying the proper amount of taxes when they were due, even though it is not your fault. <laughs> so it's heartbreaking that people have the guts to do these kind of things. 
And the conclusion is for you to be very, very, very careful who you work with. That's not to say that all of your investments will always be perfect. Things do happen sometimes. However, it is how that operator is handling the issue. Are they keeping in communication with you? Are they doing the right thing to get your money back? Those are the things that you should really look for in an operator. All right, some other newsworthy information. Clutter, a storage and moving startup once valued at $600 million in 2019, is being forced to sell at a steep discount in an auction of its assets. So Clutter was a company that would come to pick up all of your items that you wanted to store. They would take pictures of each item, they would classify them in uh, proper bags, and then they would upload all of these pictures under your account, on your app, and they would move everything for you to a warehouse that was far from the city center so they could save money. And then if you needed an item, you would request that item that is in XYZ bag and they would either deliver it to you or they would deliver to a, another warehouse that is closer to where you live. So I have a friend that actually used them and what ended up happening was that several of her items were broken throughout the entire time that she had her things with them. They ended up having to pay for all of that. My personal guess on what possibly happened here, and by the way, they have received $200 million from SoftBank, was that it ended up being very costly to hire professionals professional movers, especially in large cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York. And also they were maintaining all of their trucks. So they basically had 500 employees. They had 2 million square feet of warehouse space and a fleet of over 200 trucks. So to maintain all of this is very, very difficult, especially if you want to grow super fast. And when you are a startup, you have to show that hockey stick growth always and forever. So I believe they could possibly have outsourced all of this by hiring contractors. But my guess is that the issue was on the quality of the service and their own costs were extremely high. So bottom line is SoftBank, I will do a whole lot better with $200 million for you. Just send it over and I will <laughs> give you much better returns. I joke only 25 or 50 is enough and I will give you much better returns than clutter. On to some positive news. Office leasing in Manhattan has increased by 20% month over month in July to reach 2.3 million square feet. Another really good piece of news, Manhattan's retail market is also showing signs of improvement with a growing number of tenants signing new deals. Asking rents in Miami grew by 12% year over year to reach $65 per square foot. And the availability of class A properties in Miami has declined 20% year over year. So 
all of that is getting leased up because the entire state is doing extremely well and booming. Moving on, what is the state of office today? I'm hearing that more and more companies are requiring three days in the office and some are even requiring five days in the office, such as Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin. They are actually calling themselves a work from work company, <laughs> which makes sense. Elon Musk is also known for demanding employees to be in the office five days a week. Facebook and Google right now are demanding three days a week in the office and Google announced that it would consider attendance as part of performance reviews. It's pretty clear that working in the office is a whole lot better for companies. I think we're going to see more and more companies of all sizes from startups all the way to large corporations demanding that. And another piece of fantastic news is that the Mortgage Bankers Association predicted that commercial and multifamily mortgage lending would decline by 38% year over year. Why is this fantastic news? Because 40% less transactions this year means less competition, better deals in my view in my eyes, this is an incredible opportunity. Time to roll up your sleeves and buy, buy, buy. Go buy real estate. And this last piece of news here, I actually just heard it today and I thought it would be important to add to this episode. We work casts substantial doubt over its ability to continue operating amid liquidity and profitability challenges. They told investors that the next year would be a make or break year for the company. Well, first, it's heartbreaking from a user's perspective, myself, because they have a fantastic service. Their offices are flawless. It's a really wonderful experience. They're beautiful. It's affordable. Um, but also, I remember when when we work started raising all of these hundreds of millions at billions of dollars of valuation. Sam Zell, right in the beginning of we were, I believe it was Sam Zell that said this that in his entire career he had never seen a model like this work. And what I mean by a model like this is having month-to-month -month tenants, we don't sign leases to go work at WeWork, because when you're committing to a huge office lease, as WeWork was committing to huge leases in major cities, their clients were not committing to that same amount of time on their contracts. They, we, we are all on month-to-month -month, uh, at WeWork, so I remember vividly Senzel saying that he has never seen a, a model like this work. And I believe it was Senzel. I, I may be quoting the wrong real estate mogul, but it's pretty sad to see that we work may not work out in the end. Now, a couple of updates that I said I would update you all on. A few episodes ago, I recommended a VA staffing agency 
virtual staff finder and as promised i wanted to give you an update on the vas that they sent me it did not work out so i believe i've had over 10 vas from the philippines and what has been lacking is common sense you have to really spell out every little detail and there is no common sense on okay was this task fully completed from last week oh which task i will continue sharing with you great sources that i find so far i found a couple of really good people for specific tasks and they were either from upwork with high reviews or referred by somebody another thing i wanted to share with you guys is this amazing piece of technology called tango.us it is a fantastic software for creating SOPs, standard operating procedures. So when you are growing and expanding your business, you absolutely must have standard operating procedures so that anyone could come in and do that job at any point in time, meaning it'll be extremely clear what they must do. I believe this was talked about on e-myth this hotel owner had literally every single detail of what a cleaner would have to do in a way that anyone could literally just read the instructions and follow them so this is what we all must do if we want to continue expanding our business and it is very intuitive very easy to use very easy to edit and update your SOPs, if one little button has changed on a website that you used, it's very easy to update that one step on your SOP. So I highly recommend it. That is pretty much it for today. I hope this was useful for you guys. And don't forget that our conference is around the corner at aresummit.com with Ken McElroy, Mark Moss, Neil Bawa, and several other incredible speakers. And you can still use the coupon code SUMMIT20 for 20% off. It's going to be in LAX with a free shuttle from the airport to the hotel. Extremely easy for everyone. We want to make everybody's life very easy on this conference and of course give the best value to you and i'm hosting this with my dear friend brunson hill and i cannot wait to have some really incredible content shared with all of you guys and of course to meet all of you face to face so that'll be october 19th in the evening with the vips and 20th the entire day and i really look forward to seeing you there the links will be under show notes and i will see you next time